Welcome back to another episode of Food Biz Whiz, the podcast. Today, I'm sharing the five most common mistakes that I see early stage brands make as they try to grow their packaged food business. This is based off the hundreds of brands that I've worked with in Retail Ready, my online course. Time and time again, I see you guys struggling with different versions of the same exact challenges. And my hope is that with this episode, I'm going to shed some light on the things that you want to make sure you have nailed down from the very beginning. Before I get into these five mistakes, I'm going to take a moment and welcome our new listeners to the podcast. We are here on episode 31. And wow, I am so appreciative that you guys are finding me, that you're sharing this podcast with your fellow food biz communities, and that you're helping me hit my mission of supporting brands in our evolving food industry. Earlier this year, I hit 10,000 downloads of the Food Biz Whiz podcast, and I can't thank you enough for showing up week after week and letting me take up your valuable time. Thank you so much. Now, if you found value in this podcast, I would love for you to leave me a written review in iTunes. This is the easiest way that you can show appreciation for the work that I put in here and help me spread my message further afield. I love this recent review by one listener named A. Riff, who writes, I've listened to every episode of the Food Biz Whiz podcast. Allie offers a ton of tangible resources and strategies that I can use in my own business every day. Her insights into the food industry are unparalleled, and I can't wait for each new episode to come out every Thursday. Wow. Thank you, A. Riff. I don't know who you are, but I'm so appreciative that you took the time to leave that review. So again, if you have been loving this podcast, I would love you to pause right now and leave me a written review. I'd be very grateful. All right, on to my top five mistakes. Are you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to Food Biz Whiz, the weekly podcast for everyone in the packaged food industry. Join your host, Allie Ball, to learn how to launch, grow, and scale your business. You'll hear real-life examples from her time as a professional grocery buyer, interviews with CPG experts, and listen in on actual client coaching sessions. Let's get going. This episode is brought to you by Retail Ready, my online course for producers of packaged product who are looking to grow their wholesale accounts. Retail Ready is opening for enrollment very soon. Through videos, workbooks, checklists, templates, live coaching calls with me, and daily access to me and my team in our private online group, Retail Ready has all the tools that you need to increase your sales through wholesale accounts, whether that's in traditional brick and mortar outlets or through e-commerce platforms. The first step to find out more about Retail Ready is to join my free masterclass on the three steps to growing your packaged food business, which I'll link to here in today's show notes. That hour-long webinar is jam-packed with advice that you can use to kickstart your growth right now, plus information on Retail Ready, on my past clients, and how we can work together. Sign up via the link in my show notes, and I will see you there. 
Here we go. This is going to be a rapid fire style episode because I've heard you guys like it when I drop a whole bunch of tidbits for you to think about. I'm going to run through the five most common mistakes that I see emerging brands make, and I want you to think about how this applies to you and your stage of business. Now, you might be thinking that this episode doesn't apply to you because you've been in business for a while, but keep on listening. I have clients who come into Retail Ready in year three, four, I mean, heck, even year 10 of their business, literally, who haven't nailed these things down. Don't make these mistakes with your business, all right? The first mistake that I see time and time again is brands who don't have their financials in place from the beginning. Every single week, a brand tells me, well, we're not making money right now, but once we scale, we'll be able to drop our cogs and hit our target margins. Does that sound like you? Well, here's the deal. It is very, very risky to play the financial when we scale game. So often brands tell me this, but that piece of the puzzle never quite comes through. And then they're stuck with a business that frankly, isn't making money. When you start your business, you want to make sure you're accounting for all of the costs that are going to accrue in order to make your business function, even if you are not currently incurring those costs. For example, so often I see brands who are selling direct to consumer and direct to retailers, direct to their wholesale accounts. They then get to a point where they are looking to outsource sales through a broker or delivery logistics through a distributor. But they quickly realize they haven't built in broker and or distributor margins from the beginning, and they simply don't have that built into their cogs in order to be able to afford it. What happens then? You are stuck. This is a really tough spot to be in because you're going to feel squeezed on all sides. I mean, heck, you probably already feel squeezed on all sides, let's be honest here. And the only solution here is to either raise your prices which your retailers and consumers are not going to love, or take less margin because you're giving it away to brokers and distributors. Either situation is not great, which is why you've got to sort this out from the very beginning. There are lots of other things with financials that people overlook, paying forgetting to pay for the cost of their own labor, especially in the beginning, factoring in your marketing budget, measuring your shrinkage, setting aside money for taxes. I mean, that's real, right? All of this can be daunting. Financials can seem scary, but you know what? Financial literacy is also a skill that can be learned, and you are going to feel so empowered when you actually know your numbers and can make decisions based off data rather than your gut feelings right? Got that? Long story short, know your numbers and hire someone to help you if you don't. This will be the best long-term thing that you can do for your business. On to mistake number two. I say mistake number two, going wide and shallow instead of narrow and deep. You may have heard me talk about this before. It can be really tempting to say yes to any wholesale account that reaches out to you and to take on opportunities outside of your state or region or cross country. I know why you do this. A sale is a sale, right? But again, then what happens? The wider you go, the further afield you go, the harder it is to truly develop relationships with those accounts and customers, and the harder it is to support your brand, especially when you're small. 
I strongly, strongly suggest that you build up a local presence before trying to expand. I'd rather have you have 15 local stores that you're completely nurturing where you're showing up, doing demos, collaborating on marketing strategies, getting to know the staff, and really, really studying your sales than have, say, a 100 stores spread across the country where you've never actually visited in person, where it's much harder to coordinate demos, where you can't drop by and verify that you're still in stock on the shelf, where you can't do a staff training, where you can't get some FaceTime with a buyer, and where you have mediocre sales. I see this mistake because it's so, so tempting to fast track your growth and say yes to that appealing store in Brooklyn or that destination location in LA, but you've got to think about how you're going to get high sales once you're on those shelves. And the reality is that it's so, so much easier to do it in your own backyard. Got it? That's mistake number two. All right. Rapid fire. I told you guys it's going to be rapid fire. Moving on to mistake number three not nailing down your target audience. You have heard me say this a million times. Everyone is not your target audience. And the quicker you let go of the belief that a larger audience equals more sales, the faster you are going to attract an audience who actually feels an emotional connection to your brand. People buy from brands who they actually feel emotionally connected to, whether it's subconsciously or not. And so often young brands feel like they're leaving money on the table if they don't cast a wide net. Well, my friend, you are not Coca-Cola and you do not have the same marketing budget as Coca-Cola. When you're growing, your customers are everything. And the more that you can speak to a single person, the more you will grow your loyal followers and your loyal purchasers, your repeat purchasers. We talk about this a lot in Retail Ready and I'll often get, get pushed back here saying that you know that multiple people, like multiple target audiences buy your product because you see it happen all the time at, say, the farmer's market. Well, let me remind you that even those people who attend farmer's markets are a pretty self-selecting crowd. You have already narrowed down your target audience a lot just by acknowledging that the type of person who goes to a farmer's market enjoys your product. The takeaway here is that you've got to speak to a single person. And the sooner that you realize that and really nail down that person, the better your business will be for it. All of your business decisions will be easier once you can run them through that filter of how would my target audience respond to this? You've got to trust me here. I have seen this a thousand times. All right, next up, we've got two mistakes left and they are key ones. Let's keep going. Mistake number four, not using a CRM when you're small. A CRM or customer relationship management is an approach to manage a company's interaction with current and potential customers. Simply put, it is a way to track your contacts and your leads. If you think that your email is your CRM, it is not. (laughs) So most of my Retail Ready students come in saying that they wish they had started using a CRM from day one, that putting one in place months or often years after being in business is a total nightmare, and it is so much more work than putting it in place from the very beginning. 
right? There are a whole bunch of CRMs available nowadays. You can use a simple Excel doc if you're nervous to use anything more complicated than that. Streak is great for inbox management. Airtable is a nice like step up from that simple Excel spreadsheet. And I have an affinity towards HubSpot. Their free version is great. Other food industry connections of mine swear by Zoho. And then of course, Salesforce is the big one that is typically way more than you need and way more expensive than you want to be spending monthly. So don't worry, I'm gonna put all these links in my show notes if you want to come back and and see those recommendations again. I'll list them out for you. So as a whole, I see early stage entrepreneurs fail to put systems and automation in place, thinking that they don't need to use software like HubSpot until they're larger. I would argue the exact opposite. You need to put systems in place as early as possible so that you're not backtracking and trying to clean up a big mess down the line. It's kind of like paying taxes, right? A little foresight makes it so, so much easier, so much less painful when those quarterly notices keep coming around. Finally, finally, this is the last mistake um, and it's related to number four as well. The fifth mistake that I see all the time is that emerging brands are reinventing the wheel every time they reach out to a new buyer or a new wholesale account. Literally recrafting a new phone pitch, writing an email from scratch, waiting until it pops into your head again until to circle back with them, debating what to say when you reach out again, and on and on and on. You guys, Reinventing the wheel for every piece of buyer communication means that you're spending so much time and mental energy figuring out what to say, when to say it, and how to respond depending on if the buyer writes back, depending on whether they say yes or no to your sample request, depending on whether or not they place that first order. So now is the time to put systems in place for that buyer communication. This is one of the key things that we do in Retail Ready. And I give my students the literal like fill in the blank scripts on how to communicate and follow up with buyers. I call it scripted success. It's really cool. It's based off my years of being a buyer and the thousands of email and phone pitches that I got. I mean, simply put, like I know exactly what to say to capture a buyer's attention and how to get them to run in the other direction with a wrongly worded email. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to sit down, bullet point out all of the points of communication that you have with a buyer, that you would potentially have with a buyer. Write your script or your email template that you would use for each of those touch points. In Retail Ready, we use a flow chart here. Like if the buyer responds one way, we flow to a different follow-up series. If they respond to another, we take a different route systematize this and you will save yourself so much time and so much headspace as you continue to sell and sell and sell. All right, my friends, I'm going to recap here. Again, the most common mistakes that I see food businesses make in any stage of their growth are number one, not having your financials in place not being able to bring on the team and support that you need because you haven't left margin for that from the very beginning. If you feel like it's too late to you for you to go back and rework your financials here, think again. It's better to do it now than 
again, wake up three years from now and be like, oh, shoot, we still haven't nailed this down. Number two, going wide and shallow instead of narrow and deep. Again, this is the idea that it is so much easier to support accounts in your own backyard, especially when you're young and don't have a huge marketing budget. Number three, not nailing down your target audience. Again, you have heard me say this so many times. (laughs) Everyone is not your target audience. And the quicker that you can let go of that belief, the higher sales you will have. Number four, not using a CRM, not having an organized way to keep track of your buyer contacts and your buyer leads and how you're following up with them. Again, you are never too early to put this in place, and it is so much easier to start with a dozen contacts and get your systems going from the beginning than it is to, you know, five years in, try to untangle that nest that you have made. And finally, the last mistake is reinventing the wheel each time with your buyer communication. You, I... Gosh, I know what happens here, right? Like you receive an email back from a buyer on your Friday afternoon as you're headed out the door. You're like, oh, shoot, I want to respond to this quickly. And then you craft an email that frankly isn't so thoughtful. (laughs) You send it off. Maybe you forgot to attach that sell sheet. Maybe you notice a typo in it. You can avoid that by having templates and systems in place. All right. So which one resonates with you the most? I'd love to know. Tackle each one of these over the next few months, and you will be well on your way to having a sustainable, profitable profitable business and the systems and standard operating procedures that you need in place. I want this for you, and I know that you want this for yourself as well. From here... Like I said, please leave me a written review in iTunes if you haven't already, and then come join on in on the conversation in our Facebook group. I would love to have a discussion around other early stage mistakes to avoid and ensure we're all helping each other avoid those common pitfalls. Find that Facebook group at foodbizwiz.com or click through onto the show notes and I will have it linked there for you. I'll see you over there soon. And I will see you again right here next week as I welcome in a guest on the show who's going to talk to us about copywriting for your food and beverage brand. I can't wait for it. It's a really great episode. And I will see you next week. Until then, stay busy. If you've been enjoying these episodes, imagine what it would be like to ask clarifying questions directly to me and have my assistants working through your strategy on these topics. Well, you can. My Retail Ready students have access to me live in our private online group and on our monthly coaching calls, and I'd love to see you in there as well. Retail Ready enrollment opens again really soon and kicks off with my free masterclass on the three steps to growing your packaged food business. I have that linked here in the show notes, and I can't wait for you to join to learn more about me and how I work with clients, to find out whether Retail Ready is the right fit for you, and to learn my three steps to growing your packaged food biz. Come join me via the link in the show notes, and I'll see you there. Thank you for listening to Food Biz Wiz, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe so you never miss a beat. Hungry for more? Check out www.foodbizwiz.com. That's food, B-I-Z-W-I-Z.com 
for detailed show notes from all episodes. Thanks again for tuning in and stay busy.